Welcome to The Internship Show, where each week we explore the ins and outs of early talent programs at companies of all sizes across the globe. Early talent fuels businesses, from startups to the Fortune 500. We're here to provide the information you need to stay informed on all of the amazing opportunities that exist. I'm Park Rupel, and this week I spoke with Sophie Jenkins and Thomas Lott from Oracle. Thomas has been a diversity recruiting program manager with Oracle for four years. His main role is to oversee the diversity recruiting strategy within college recruiting. Where Sophie has been working in college recruiting since graduating college in 2014, she loves working with entry-level talent to help them find the right opportunity. She came to Oracle a year and a half ago to deep dive into the tech world and loves the innovation and ever-changing environment Oracle provides. Thomas and Sophie, thanks so much for taking the time and joining the show today. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. So we're super excited for you to both be here and represent Oracle. But first, let's go into each of your journeys into early talent and what those have really been like. Sophie, you can start. What has your journey into early talent really been like? Yeah, so I've actually been uh, hiring for entry-level sales since I graduated college about six years ago now. So the funny thing was my first job interview out of college was for an entry-level sales role. And mid-interview, the hiring manager stopped me and said, hey, how would you feel about working in recruiting? And to be honest, I did not know what that would look like whatsoever, what it really meant to be a recruiter. But hey, it worked out and I've been here ever since. And Thomas, how about yourself? So I got my career started in higher ed. I worked at several universities for over the course of about 10 years. I worked uh, at the University of Arizona, worked at Texas A&M, over to TCU, and um, eventually decided I wanted to transition out of higher ed and campus recruiting became a way for me to still interact with college students and you know kind of leverage that experience but in a kind of an, in a different career path so it's been a really enjoyable for me to be able to go to different campuses and engage with students and and still help them as well um, but but in a different way so i've been in i've been in this role for about a little over four years in campus recruiting a little over five and Thomas, I'd love to dive deeper into your background coming from higher education. What have you been able to bring with you and kind of what advantages do you think it's given you coming from higher ed and then going into to campus recruitment? I think it's a couple of things. One of the one of the things, first and foremost, is just knowing how to navigate a campus, knowing you know who to go to, uh, how to find whatever it is I need. Whether it's um, if I'm looking for someone to help me connect with student groups, if it's certain administration, I know how to navigate that atmosphere, and also being able to connect with faculty and staff. I, you know, and since I, I feel like I speak their language, so I don't, you know, I don't come across as a corporate recruiter, if that makes sense. You know, when they talk to me about different things they've experienced that you just experienced being in higher ed, I'm able to really relate and connect on that level. And then, you know, on the other side of that is also just knowing how to build connections with college students and uh, you know, in, in a sense, like I said, speak their language as well and kind of know, kind of know what makes them tick, uh, little nuances of working with college students. I, you know, I have a very good understanding of that because I lived it for about a decade. So I, I think that has really been advantageous for me uh, in this particular role. 
being able to speak the language of a student from the recruiter perspective is so important. But I think on the flip side, students as well are trying to figure out how do I impress a recruiter from a company when I have that first conversation with them, whether it's on campus, in person, or through video. Thomas, what would you say a student can do to impress you when they have their first conversation with you? Uh, you know, I, I would say the best way to try to impress a recruiter is is really just be yourself and not not try so hard. It's you know we meet with a lot of students, a lot of people, so we can see very quickly when someone is being genuine and when they are truly trying to impress. Um, one of the things that that I do like to see is someone that has done their research. As many career fairs as we go to, I'm always. Uh, I'm always very impressed when someone comes up to me and they just know a little bit about Oracle. They come up and say, oh, I understand you're a tech company. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Just that little bit tells me that, you know, they're they're serious and worth consideration. Whereas if someone comes up and is like, you know, what is Oracle? What do you do? To me, that's there's no reason for that. You know, you have you have phones, you have laptops, you can literally go around the corner and Google the company you're going to talk to, read for five minutes and at least know what industry they're in. So so for me, it's just kind of being prepared, um, knowing something about the company and, you know, above all else, just being yourself. There's too many things that students can do and take advantage of and too many resources out there for a student not to be able to do that little bit of preparation. And I'm so glad to hear that for the students that are doing that little bit of preparation, that it does show true to to recruiters who are engaging with them. Sophie, would you have anything to add as to how a student can impress you? Yeah. And I think it's funny too. So one thing I'll hear at career fair sometimes is, oh, Oracle, is that like Golden State Arena? Um, Do you work with with those teams out there? So I think to Thomas's point, do your research. That's such a big part. Um, For me too, a couple of things I really like are you know, tailoring your resume to that interview. Let's say you're a student and you're interviewing for both jobs in advertising and sales. Well, both of those careers look really differently. Um, So maybe have a resume that you put out just for sales and one that you put out just for advertising. Um, Have just different talking points down too is a big thing. Another thing that I love are people who ask a lot of questions just because I think it kind of shows your genuine curiosity and interest for that company itself. Um, and not being afraid to close recruiters. We want to hear candidates who really want to work for Oracle. Ask me what those next steps are in the interview process, how to move forward. Send me a follow-up uh, email. I talk to people all day long. If I kind of hear that little bit of just bigger interest from you, I'm going to probably call you back 10 times faster. I love that advice because something we've we've said and I say is it's as simple as sending a thank you note via LinkedIn to a recruiter that you speak to on campus can be that second touch point and make sure that that recruiter puts a face to a name. So absolutely. Absolutely. It puts you definitely at top of mind. I love that the phrase to of closing a recruiter. And I definitely think that's something and it's a nuance that students don't truly understand, but that, that curiosity as well as that competitiveness and wanting to show that company that you, that you want to work with them and you want to be an asset to them is without utmost importance. And if a student nails that first conversation and that first impression with both of you, and they're fortunate enough to be in that interview stage, I would love for for some advice for how should a student 
best prepare for that interview or in the interview in general, because for many students, an internship or an entry-level interview is one of the first ones that they're doing and is definitely something that they're navigating in is new waters and preparation definitely helps. Absolutely. And I think one thing to remember too, is we want you to do well. Uh, we want you to get that job too. So I think for a lot of recruiters, we're happy to give some sort of coaching advice, telling you how to prepare for that next manager who you'll be meeting with. So I think being able to take that advice, but also not being too confident either. You know, if we tell you, Hey, you did great. Uh, don't think that automatically means that you're going to get the job. Like you still have to prove yourself to other people in the company as well. Thomas, would you have anything to add to how a student should prepare for an interview? I think that's that's great that you mentioned, Sophie, that, you know, it's, don't be afraid to reach out to the recruiter or whoever brought you in to ask for advice and something as simple as, you know, what kinds of questions should I prepare for? Um, do you have any you have any suggestions? I mean, anything along those lines. Um, I, I think it's very important that you said that we want you to succeed. Um, people think that recruiters are looking for reasons to, um, you know, excuse you from the process. And we're looking for reasons to continue you on in the process. So, you know, we're, we're rooting for you and we want you to do well. I think the other thing that people neglect to do is really study the job description. Um, I always describe that as the answers to the test. People will use the job description to apply for a job and they never look at it again. But if you, you know, if you really think about it, it's basically an outline of everything they're looking for. So if you know the job description very well, you can start to connect your experiences to things in that job description. And you're really just, you know, you're teeing yourself up for for those interviewers so i would recommend really studying that knowing it well and knowing the skills and qualifications so that you can highlight those things that they're you know really trying to listen for at the end of the day people like yourself are people and students are people as well and people want to help people at the end of the day Mm -hmm. so that these students can succeed and that can't be something overlooked i think from the student perspective to be a bit vulnerable and that comes with some curiosity as well as to like hey this is what i know this is what i don't know Mm -hmm. Um, and we're so excited obviously you're here to represent oracle so let's dive right into could either of you give me an overview of who is oracle Absolutely. So essentially, we're shifting businesses to the cloud. Um, We work with companies of all sizes, no matter if it's a small business, mid-sized business, and of course, those Fortune 500 companies as well. Um, And we're delivering technology of tomorrow in every sector and every region of the world. So our goal is to to drive technology and innovation that really improves the quality of work and life for for everyone. And for such a large company, I know Oracle, it's a huge company. Students are again and again looking at differentiating opportunities based on on culture because that's something that students are looking for now is how how does that culture kind of align with my my beliefs and my vision for where I should be working? What does that culture look like at Oracle? So I would describe it I typically describe it to the candidates as it's a very much a work hard, play hard atmosphere. Um, when you're when you're at work, you know you're you're surrounded by some of the most um, talented, innovative people in the world, and they are you know literally an instant message away. And so you know, in a sense, you you know you have to be willing and able to to step up 
and be able to work alongside those people. Um, but at the same time, as you said earlier, you know, they are people and um, it's a culture that's very supportive. And if you need any sort of resource to help you, you know, do your job better, um, you know, all you really have to do is ask. And uh, I, you know, I know personally in my experience, I've, I have not had a situation where um, I've needed something to be effective at my job and I haven't been able to, to run that down. So, you know, I, I think, you know, it's a, you know, it's a very lively culture. Um, it's a, it's a great place to work, um, lots of opportunities. So, you know, I don't, I don't really have anything but good things to say about it. And Sophie, what would you say maybe your favorite part of Oracle culture is? I mean, you've been there since since graduation. So I think for me, um, the fact that Oracle gives their employees a voice, it definitely is a very entrepreneurial mindset company where you're kind of challenged to pursue your greatest ideas. Um, a cool thing for me, actually last week, I had a meeting with our VP of talent acquisition just talking about my thoughts on how to improve things at Oracle, what I would do better, what I love. Um, just I think the fact that in a company of over 100,000 employees, I could talk to somebody at that high level is incredible. So I just think that you are given such a voice at a large company. is It's wonderful. It really is. And with a company that gives such a voice to its employees, I love to hear, Sophie, what are the kind of opportunities for early talent that Oracle offers? What types of programs do you all offer as well? Absolutely. So I think what we're most well known for is our class F program. And class sub is basically a blanket term for all of Oracle's entry level uh, cohorts. So the largest, most notable being our business development consultant program, which is sales. Um, we also have a consulting program and then we also have a solution engineering program. With consulting, you're on that implementation side where you're helping clients once that sale is closed. And then with solution engineering, you're much more of that pre-sales function. So like, let's say, for example, one of our BDCs helps a, a client set up a meeting and the client wants to learn more about Oracle and that specific product, maybe something on the um, human capital management side. Well, that solution engineer is going to give that client a, a little bit more insight into how that product works. I'm um, going over the just the notes and crannies, really being that subject matter expert. So it really is collaborative. And this involves a multi-level year training program for all of these different cohorts. So our goal is not to have you being in entry level forever. We want to take you from entry level to more experience than on into management as well long-term. I love that opportunity for career growth and trajectory because I think mm -hmm. it's something that students lose out on thinking about when they're deciding between opportunities, especially post-grad into those entry-level roles. They need to think more and more about how is this company propping my own personal growth up to be able to set a career trajectory that I really, I really want to take advantage of. Are there types of, of people or what does kind of like an ideal candidate look like for these types of role, Sophie? Is there one? Is it more general? You know, it's a lot of things. Um, I think especially for jobs where you are more client-focused, it's not like you have to have a certain resume or background. It's kind of, are you are you people-oriented? Are you um, challenged? Do you like to kind of hit those goals? We can teach you everything you need to know about work on the product itself, but you have to bring in that tenacity, that, um, that overall competitive spirit, that personality. We can teach you everything else. And Thomas, along with that, is to not, not, um, I'd love to hear a bit more, Thomas, specifically about your team and your team's focus as it relates to these types of programs um, and candidates and your team's mission. Sure. So I work on the 
diversity program management team. And so what we do is we uh, work alongside the college recruiting team, helping to uh, attract and recruit and ultimately hire um, diverse talent, particularly um, underrepresented minorities. Um, so we work very much uh, in that space and at the historically black colleges and the Hispanic serving institutions, we kind of act as college recruiters on those campuses. So we we're attending career fairs and uh, meeting with candidates and then funneling them to uh, to the SOPIs, to the other recruiters um, in different lines of business. So we work, um, you know, we we wear a lot of hats, but ultimately, you know, we are there to um, drive and support the diversity recruiting efforts within the college team. And I'd love to hear from your, um, from your perspective, the importance that Oracle obviously places on diversity of background and thought and inclusivity as it relates to campus relation efforts. Absolutely. Um, you know, and when we refer to diversity, it doesn't necessarily mean uh, skin color. You know, we want people from different parts of the country and different socioeconomic backgrounds. Um, so, you know, diversity means uh, more than just skin color. But, you know, we we try to recruit and attack, attract the, the top talent and, uh, you know, essentially get those people all in the same place under under one roof under the oracle roof and um continue to you know be be leaders in the cloud space but it starts you know with recruiting people from all different walks of life and that's you know that's essentially um, what why my team uh, why my team exists and the building blocks and foundation of that inclusive environment starts with um employee resource groups, which is a term that some students don't know about business resource groups, affinity groups. There's many different names. Um, I'd love to, for either of you to kind of give an overview of Oracle's employee resource groups and really the importance for those ERGs as it relates to Oracle's just foundation and culture. Sure. Sure. Um, so, you know, our, we refer to them as employee resource groups. I know you said they're called different things. Um, they're, referred to as ERG, so I'll use that uh, acronym going forward. But essentially, they, they exist to create communities of like-minded individuals and uh, that have a strategic business focus to develop, retain, and uh, retain talent and mentor members. And we have ERGs associated with a number of affinity groups. So, for example, we have uh, the African American Business Leaders for Excellence, which is called ABLE, um, Hispanic Oracle Leadership Association, which is called OLA. So we have a, a number of different ERGs. Um, it's it's mostly decentralized in a sense that, um, you know, there's the meetings and activities that happen are typically tied to a particular campus. So maybe um, ABLE in Austin, they have a particular event. They may not have that same event at headquarters. So they're very much tied to the specific offices. But what we try to do, and we've been doing um, a lot of this lately, is making sure that you know people who come in are aware of these resources and are able to um, connect and get plugged in right away. Um, as we said, Oracle's a massive company, and it's you know, very easy uh, to, to disappear in a company like that. So we want to make sure that they have resources and are able to get connected and plugged in uh, right away so they have that sense of community. 
And for those employee resource groups, I would expect that they promote as well some semblance of a level of networking. And networking for students is so important. Early talent, internship, you name it, you need to be able to grow your network because at the end of the day, you can begin to rely on that network later on in your career, hopefully. How does Oracle really kind of promote networking to their early talent, specifically students that are coming in? Well, one of the things that that my team has has done a good job of is we typically will have some sort of welcome call um, right before our our class starts or so our BDC class before they start. We'll typically have a welcome call and we'll pull in several people um, that are maybe a year or two older than them and we'll do kind of a panel discussion. And we have some sort of prepackaged questions that we'll ask them. It's about an hour call and we ask them some, some planned questions for about 20, 25 minutes. And then we kind of open up the floor. And what usually happens is one person will stand up and ask a question and then the floodgates open. And it typically almost always runs over because it's just like they're so excited to connect to someone and we all exchange contact information after the call. So everyone has a chance to get connected, not only to their fellow classmates, but to people that are already there. So, so that's one thing, one example of something that, you know, we deliberately do to get them plugged in before they start. I'll say too, a big thing that Oracle pushes for from day one is really um, developing your own personal brand and making your mark. So creating a name, a name around who you are in your career and encouraging our new hires to find a mentor in the office, whether that be a manager, someone who's gone through this program that you're entering into, somebody who's an experienced, maybe outside sales rep, um, making sure you're encouraged to find these leaders to look up to and really kind of help brand yourself along the way. For students, that's so important to be able to have an environment where they can go and ask questions, have someone that's been in the same position they were at maybe a couple of years out and say, hey, this is what I've learned. This is what I would have done differently. And this is what I wouldn't have changed that you must do is just so golden, I think. And it's such mm -hmm. an important nugget of information for early talent in any role that they go into, whether it's an internship or an entry level position post-grad. And Sophie, how is... How have you all developed a virtual strategy as we are all in kind of around this to ensure that that talent is staying connected with Oracle? Absolutely. So we actually started it too this um, this past spring. So we did a series of engagement uh, series with our new hires for our summer class, where we just kind of talked to them about their personal branding, um, had them meet their coworkers, things like that. And those virtual series were extremely popular and had a lot of good feedback. So that's kind of what we're working on for this fall uh, as well. So we're putting workshops and students from all across the country will be invited to attend these workshops. And we'll practice things like building their personal brand, building your LinkedIn profile, um, preparing for interviews, professional communication, really kind of making sure that they have resources that they might not be getting in this virtual setting. That's so great to hear that such a large company can be so adaptable to ensure that talent is getting everything that they need in terms of connections and outreach, as well as learnings and development. And it's been so awesome to have you both here representing Oracle and speaking about the opportunities for entry talent, level talent altogether and the importance of culture in the company. Is there anything else or any closing remarks that either of you would want to share or, or reemphasize about Oracle company or your program? 
So I'll say um, one thing I always want to push for is taking away the stigma of just an entry-level role. Here at Oracle, we're looking for people to help us not only be a part of the future, but really build that future. We want you here for that long haul. It's not just your first job for us. It is your career. Um, and that's one thing that we definitely push for at Oracle. And Thomas, would you have anything else to add? Yeah, I would just I would just echo that that this is you know this is definitely a a career opportunity and not just a job and we're not looking to you know we're not looking to fill seats and turn people in and out every year you know we look at every candidate individually and and truly want them to to have a long career uh, at Oracle uh, one of the things that's great about the BDC position is you can have a long career in tech and have no tech background whatsoever. Um, so, you know, I would encourage, you know, all, all college graduates, you know, regardless of your background, um, you know, I would encourage them to give us a good look. Um, you know, there's, we have lots of different homes for people of different, different backgrounds, different majors, but, you know, overall it's, it's a, it's a great place to be and definitely worthy of, of consideration. It's been so great to have you both on the show. And we really appreciate you both taking the time today. Thanks Parker. We're happy to be here. Thank you. It's been great. What a great conversation with Thomas and Sophie, who gave an overview of their virtual strategy, importance of diversity and inclusion to Oracle, and so much more. To listen to all of our shows and get updates on future ones, check out our website, theinternshipshow.com. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd love for you to leave a rating or review about the show. This episode was brought to you by Scholars. Scholars amplifies top employer brands to an audience of diverse students from across the country through curated podcasts, blogs, newsletters, and more. Make sure to tune in next time to the Internship Show and have a great day.